This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Recent data shows that while many Asian Americans excel at academics, they're no more likely to end up in top management or professional careers. One factor, the so-called bamboo ceiling. We have been thinking about the overachievement of Asian Americans in the educational domain. And how does that translate into the labor market? What we saw shocked us. Then, what leads to binge drinking among young people? An expert says it may be the need for social acceptance. They are drawn to this positive image of people in their environment that drink and the positive responses that they will get if they drink with their friends. Those two stories and more are coming your way on this week's show. Stay tuned. InfoTrack begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. A recent study suggests that Asian Americans face barriers when trying to climb the career ladder at work. And here to explain is the lead author of the study, Van C. Tran, Associate Professor of Sociology at Columbia University in New York. Van, let's begin with how you gathered the information for this research. What was the source of your data? We began by thinking about how we could collect a large enough sample of Asian Americans who were born in the U.S. It turns out it's not an easy thing to do because the census has stopped asking the parental birthplace question which means that you cannot uniquely identify those who were born in the U.S. to foreign-born parents. And the only data source that we have that allow us to do this is the current population survey, which is conducted by the census every month. And we had to pull a decade of data in order to identify enough Asian Americans for each of the five ethnic groups that we looked at, Chinese, Indians, Vietnamese, Filipinos, and Koreans, because Asian Americans are only 6.4% of the total U.S. population. So your findings were that even though Asian Americans graduate from the university at far higher rates than white Americans, despite that, they're no more likely to hold professional or managerial jobs. Did this surprise you, or did you kind of expect this result? That was actually the most surprising finding in our study. And the reason we decided to look at labor market outcomes among Asian American professionals was precisely because we have been thinking about the overachievement of Asian Americans in the educational domain. And we were thinking, well, how does that educational credential translate into the labor market? And in fact, we were expecting to find significant advantages among the Asian Americans over whites. And that shocked us because what we saw was that except for the Chinese Americans who are 1.5 times more likely than white to be in a professional occupation, controlling for age and gender and region of the country, and of course the education, the other four Asian groups are only as likely as white to achieve such a position. And in fact, for Filipinos and Vietnamese, 
two of the slightly less disadvantaged groups in our sample, they are as likely as blacks to achieve a professional position, despite the fact that they are extremely more likely to be getting a BA degree or more compared to blacks. Most of our listeners have heard the term glass ceiling, which refers to the barrier faced by women trying to climb the ladder, but this phenomenon is apparently known as the bamboo ceiling. I had never heard that term before. Is that well known in the Asian community, or is that something that's been newly created? It is a real term among Asian Americans because many of us have felt that for one reason or another, we often face some very subtle barriers in the labor market. And over the last five years or so, there have been several qualitative studies by colleagues of ours who has identified ways in which Asian Americans professionals seem to have been excluded. We're talking with Van C. Tran, Associate Professor of Sociology at Columbia University, who is lead author of a recent research into the barriers faced by Asian Americans in the workplace. Well, let's talk about some of the factors that might explain Asian Americans' lack of career progress, which you touch on a little bit. Could you talk about some of the factors, the underlying causes? We think that there are three important reasons why we are observing the findings that we have seen. The first is potential negative stereotypes against Asian Americans, which include Asian Americans being very hardworking, but not very outgoing, being very, very diligent, but not very assertive, and lacking in leadership potentials. Some of these stereotypes are, you know, applicable to some extent, possibly to what we call the first generation Asian Americans, people like me, who were born and raised outside of the U.S. But remember, in our paper, we're looking at the children of Asian American immigrants. And therefore, you know, the questions of language and culture are no longer part of the consideration, which is why it's all the more surprising. So I think some of the negative stereotypes persist in the workplace. The second reason I think has to do with the potential exclusion of Asian Americans from what we call informal social networks in the workplace. People are naturally inclined to be drawn to other people like them who share some important aspects of their identity, be it gender or race or class, or share intellectual interests or athletic interests. And I think in this way, some Asian American professionals might be very busy finishing up a PowerPoint presentation at their desk, but was not asked or were less likely to go out to the happy hour where some of this informal bonding happens. And over time, cumulatively, they are less likely to basically be part of what we call the formal network of, of the workplace. And the third reason, I think, is the lack of mentorship for the younger generation of Asians because there are so few Asian American professionals at the top of the organizational and structural hierarchy in the workplace. Because if we were to have more of those at the top, they will be understanding of the difficult and unique challenges that the young Asian American professionals might face and might be more effective in helping 
Van, this is just observational, and uh, there's no research I'm speaking from, but it seems like there are many Asian Americans who have become solo entrepreneurs in the U.S. Perhaps they're running a store or they're running a small business. Do you think this may tie into your research and that large corporations may not hold the same opportunities as owning your own business? That's a great observation, and I think there are two ways to think about that. First of all, we know from at least two decades of research in migration that the first generation Asian Americans from certain ethnic backgrounds like Korean Americans are very much more likely to open businesses often in black and disadvantaged neighborhoods and they are often known as the middleman minorities. They are operating in these neighborhoods and they have some financial resources to operate the business. The second possibility is actually much more likely even though I have no evidence of it. And that has to do with the fact that Some of them, the second generation, might have chosen to pursue a more entrepreneurial direction precisely because they felt that that would allow them the freedom and the advancement that they seek but might not have found during their time working in the mainstream economy. That is extremely possible, and I hope that future research can look into that in more details. Van C. Tran, Associate Professor of Sociology at Columbia University in New York. Professor, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Next, the hidden trigger for binge drinking by college students. That story, straight ahead. There's more InfoTrack coming up. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.